talked about the experience of uh, Joseph Akable at Yellow Crobot Senior High School. This one is coming from Say Love Inside Akusi. And she says, my husband attended Yukosek 1994. And mentions the name Albert Aduaite. Mm. Albert Aduaite is now a quantity surveyor. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you, uh, Say Love, for listening and actually sending this one in. Maxwell? Yeah. So that's how we wrap up today's edition of Sunday Edition here on Joe 99.7 FM. My name is Maxwell. I did this with and all quarantine. Next week, Sunday, um, we're going to be back. So from the news team, on behalf of the news team, we'd say um, bye-bye. But next week when we come, we're going to have that conversation with Charles Aite. And then um, it's already time. The blooper. Charlie, that blooper, we got a petition <laughs> that we shouldn't play it. That bar. There is there's actually an injunction. <laughs> there's an injunction on that bar. So we can't play it. Next week, we'll try and appeal that decision. And then next week, we'll come back. Yeah? Trust, oh my God. Hallelujah. I am going to see my king. Welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, Central University, with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. Last week, we had an amazing time with Professor Emeritus Stephen Adey in the engine room, breaking down various themes and Prof set the program on fire. And I'm not surprised that many of you found that very instructive. We want to continue this conversation and we are breaking down now the subject of money. How important is it? What misconceptions have we grown up with concerning money? And how important is it to be financially independent? What does it mean in any case? But let me start from where Prof left off last week. In his closing comments, he said, and I quote, it pains me that so many people are needlessly poor in our part of the world. Number two, many people who are categorized as rich have become rich the wrong way, especially through corruption. It should be possible to be rich and holy. Prof, let's start from where we left off last week. Welcome once again to Springboard. Thank you very much. From where you left off last week, you mm -hmm. said people are needlessly poor. Those two words don't seem to go together. Needlessly poor. What does it mean? Because I think that, uh, you know, let me not be in trying to be religious, but I love Jesus. Therefore, much of my concepts come from the Bible. You know, there are two statements in the Bible which are almost contradictory, but they are not. It says that the poor you will always have with you. And then another one in Deuteronomy, Jesus said that, says that there will be no poor among you. 
what my understanding is that God had made provision for everyone he has created needs in this world. But because of sin, because of oppression, because of laziness and other things, you always have a poor among us. When I say needlessly poor, first of all, many of our people in terms of mental orientation, just this morning, I saw some lady at Achimota uh, New Plan holding some sort of baskets, uh, some plastic things, and I think that the whole day, if he sold even as many, he would not get more than 10 Ghana CDs profit. And I was saying that this lady probably comes from Hiromuasi, where we are looking for a farm hands, and they can get 25 CDs a day plus free meal. And they will, all that they need to spend five CDs more, and they are saving 20 CDs a day. But the, the orientation, our education system, the whole system has almost made people think and behave in a way that consigns them to poverty. Number two, so we will find that we have not created opportunities for people and help them through. For example, in this country, many people with 500 Ghana cities can make it. And yet, you know, we are spending millions and wasting it on party cronies, on so-called projects and people getting, you know, cut-offs and other things. And so we have not had a system which allows us to help the poor who are properly oriented to make use of it. Because there are some people, when they get the money, they think that it's a dash. I don't give money to people unless I can see that they use it well. Then comes now the workers. Many people are looking to their employers to make them rich. Let me tell you. There are less than 5% people who will work and be paid enough to be rich. The rest has to do with how they manage the things that come to their hands. And we'll talk about it in this my book. Some of my books about the principles are outlined there. And so at this moment, I have started something in my school, the Ghana Christian International High Schools, which we have about 278 workers, and about 150 of them are teachers and senior people. And I'm forming them into what I call the Millionaires Club. And I've told them, everybody has to sign on it or else I will fire you. The reason is this. Do you know that the average person has to save only 100 Ghana CDs a month? And if they invest it on a normal mutual fund and get 17.5% in 30 years, they are millionaires. And I'm telling my teachers that every one of them is capable of saving 300, and therefore in 20 years, they will be millionaires. And I don't want any teacher to continue in my school who in 20 years will not be a millionaire, in addition to their social security and everything else. So it's lack of education, lack of opportunities. So that's what pains me, that we can help one another to be rich, zero tolerant of corruption. And the other side of what I say, you know, 
when I was chairman of GRE, uh, we put an advert for some positions. Do you know how many people applied? 34,000. And do you know, most of them are workers who are, but, oh no, they are not coming to GRE because even of a good pay, and the pay, uh, pay, the pays there are among the best in the country, but because of opportunity to be corrupt, to get bribes. That's why. And I go to my village, even the villages, they tell me, oh, over, and what they are talking about is not coming to work, to earn a living and savings and investing, but there is an opportunity for corruption. And all my books are dedicated towards being rich and holy, by which means that using the right means to acquire wealth so that you can tell your grandchild or your child, this is how I build my house. You come to my house, I don't live in a poor house, but I still keep a file where I got the money to build. It cost me 500,000 cities. And I can tell you openly, I got retirement, I, my package when I finished Gimpa, not Gimpa paid me, but my provident fund, my outstanding 161,000. I got 130,000 from my uh, savings over nine years at Data Bank. I got 50,000 from uh, my UN pension. I borrowed 50,000 from uh, that uh, Unibank at that time. So what I'm saying is that you are publicly declaring your assets on Springboard. How my house was built. So I don't. I am a capitalist. I'm not a. That when people and but. We must teach people how to fish and not just how to eat fish. Anyhow, as my wife would say. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that for some of the people who model, who, who we model as the, the rich in our time, they would not pass this test that you just did of not, being able to tell how they got no, the money? No, some would. Some would. Some of our people have worked hard. They have and their stripes. I devoted my heart for people like Yamsins, some Jonas, and other things. <laughs> this is Springboard, the Veteran University, and I guess the one and only Professor Stephen Adey helping us to understand the issues of financial independence. He has said that there is, there cannot be, this model cannot work where people, people think that the only way to become rich is through corruption. He's saying that there should be a way to be rich and holy, and that is the focus of his writings. If you've been working with us so far, Prof has mentioned the idea And that hopefully, through, we'll go through the principles, because that's, that's I don't to want next. people to just have it as a, it's not a, a sermon. Right. <laughs> so he talks about needless poverty and two seemingly contradictory scriptures. He says, the second is opportunity, the third is about People looking to their employers and you're seeing that that one, only 5% can become rich out of what they are paid. The rest is out of how they manage what they get. The fourth is that the average person has to save only 100 CDs a month. And if they put it in a mutual fund at 17.5%, mm -hmm. in 30 years, they should have a million. And then the and that is, one, let me tell you, it's all simple compound interest. Yes. There's no magic about it. We'll break it down in yeah, a minute. We'll come down. And that. the fifth one is about modeling. He says that if all that we show our children is those who 
have become rich through a particular means, then all the young people believe that that's the only way that they can become rich. He says there is another way. Prof, let's break down that other way. What is the first principle in okay. financial independence? If you had been reading, and many people don't read it, but on the Monday, May 23rd, 2022, special publication by Business and Financial Times, there was a session on about 26 pages on me, which I don't know why they were able to, how they came up with so much things about me on that one day. But then there is a session, only two columns, and I've outlined the 13 steps and principles. And I don't know whether time, I could probably quickly go through it within 10 minutes sure, and then you can ask me questions. Let's, let's go. So that, first of all, I think that if people are, and here let me talk about employees, because there's a difference between entrepreneurship, which we can do at another time, which, and then how to help the unemployed again another time. Because I believe that unless we have a way of getting our unemployed to be productive, the government statisticians say in reality about 49% of Ghanaians are underemployed or unemployed. We cannot progress. We must bring them in there. But So I'm not going to deal with the unemployment, which is a bigger issue, or how to be an entrepreneur. Each of them, if I can give you a, what we call a rain check, to come one day talking about how the unemployed and the other one we'll take you on that one. entrepreneurship. But let me take a typical normal worker, which I belong to, because I am also still a worker, Ghana Christian, being a non for profit, they have to pay me. Other than that, I won't get anything to chop. <laughs> And these are the 13 things I put there, and I will quickly go through them, and then we can say, you need to have a financial vision. Something you want to achieve in 10 years, 15 years, and 20 years, because you need that vision for you to endure short-term challenges. Number two, you must set time-bound, smart financial goals. I'll just read them, and then we'll come. Three, I'm just reading what BNFT quoted me as, uh, save and invest systematically. Following Quades, you know Quades? Mm -hmm. Quades 10-10-80 principle for starters, or for the religious, pay God, pay yourself, and pay your bills. Four, avoid consumer debt. Though the right word is debt. I say debt so that they know what I'm the talking about. Clear. The, the, the spreading is clear. Like a plague. Five, don't let your money work for others, such as your bankers and other financial vampires. Let your money work for you. Because oftentimes you put your money in savings, uh, uh, savings or at worst current account, they think that they are, uh, they are accumulating wealth. No, you are just giving your money to the bank to chop because they will use your money and invest for themselves. Six, invest where money grows. In other words, let your money work for you in relative safety, not number one or one of these Ponzi schemes. In places such as mutual funds, provident funds, if you have it at your workplace, and tier three pensions, because the last two, the government allows you to invest tax-free. 
So the government helps you even to get richer that way. Seven, get rich slowly. Only two people get rich quickly. Three, they are thieves, corrupt people, and unfortunately, many Ghanaian politicians. None of them should be, that's not a, you. The average person requires time to allow their investments and their savings to grow. So grow rich. Eight, avoid anyone who promises you twice more than 90 day treasury bills. In other words, avoid the Ponzi schemes. I always say that the maximum you can get in a good, safe investment will be two times that of a treasury, 90 day treasury bill. So now it may be about 28%. That will be the highest. The average will be about one and a half times that. So that's for the people to know where do I invest. Nine, protect your, yourselves from sudden financial reverses, that were setbacks, by creating an emergency fund, buying basic life insurance, and preparing a will, please. So yes, sir. Ghanaians think that when they make a will, they will die. No, Ten, no, 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 not at all. Be patient and let time, now listen carefully, let time, consistency of investment, good returns, and the magic of compound interest to work for you. It's very, very important. These are the four things. Time, time, consistency, consistency of, of investment, good returns, and then immediately, over time, the power of compound interest will work for you. Actually, there's, uh, yeah, the eleventh is limit the price of financial sources. In other words, don't sac make certain sacrifices. There are financial discipline, not wasting your money, not buying. Every, the average Ghanaian has, the average Ghanaian has more clothing than the millionaire in America. Wow. Yes. The average Ghanaian. I saw, Jobs, I, saw, I saw Steve Jobs go to Nigeria and wear yes. plain t-shirt and jeans. And, and he, wore it, he, just, he went to meet the president wearing, wearing jeans. And, and he'll have probably four, four jeans, not all his life. You know? And so, but. Mention that point number 11 again. Number 11. Now, I have that's when you're going over, right? Yes. The average, before you mentioned the average, you say limit what? Limit the price of financial success. And having finished, getting rich, that's still 11, getting rich at the expense of personal integrity, a good marriage, family life, fellowship, and friendship makes you only a rich fool. Mm. In other words, you will lose even your soul. Getting rich at the expense of personal integrity, mm -hmm. a good marriage, family, family life, life, and what? Fellowship, friendship, and eternal life, let me add, makes you a rich fool. Number 12. And young people, listen carefully. Start an investment plan today. Now, the best time was yesterday. The second best is tomorrow. Uh, the second best is today. And the worst is time is tomorrow. 
let me repeat it, start an investment plan, even if it is 10 cities today. The best time you should have started was yesterday. The second best time is today, and the worst time is tomorrow. Finally, have faith in God. All for it shall not profit any man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. In any case, none of us, after all this financial planning, has a control over all the variables. And the good part of knowing God and Jesus Christ as Savior is that you are safe in him. So these are my 13 points. And you could have read it in the Financial Times. You know the power of writing? This is documented for life. Anyone can recall it a thousand years from now and still reference it and, and debate it and, and, and have a, a, a conversation around it. This is Springboard Your Virtual University. That was a personal financial management summary presented by Professor Emeritus Stephen Day in this conversation about personal financial management and financial independence. I'll go for a brief break to allow Prof to catch his breath. Then we come back. Let's take the 13 and walk through them and find out what exactly is financial independence and why is it so important that we should aspire towards it. Please don't go away. Hello. Dear valued customer. Hmm. ASMO. The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me nana be di akona mama me bad service ano. Me kokra. Ah nana. With bonds from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience cake. I'm available for you 24-7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello? Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you go. go. Aquama, UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed 
to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Suami, Abu Sokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank, you first. Apply now for a degree at Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university. Admissions are open for the 2021-2022 academic year. Degrees are available on our campuses at Mutual, Christ Temple Abusokai, and Kumasi. You can also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call now on 0303-318-583. You can also visit our website at central.edu.ga for more info. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, the Central University with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. My guest for today in the engine room, Professor Stephen Adair. Today we are talking about money, personal financial um, independence or financial literacy. And I'm basing this, this conversation on... This book that is, in my opinion, one of the best books that Prof has written is being republished over and over and over again. Not surprisingly, 12 Keys to Financial Success, A Guide to Financial Independence. And Prof has been sharing with us 13 points that I believe um, if you were writing down, they will be appearing on your screen as you, uh, they were captured. But just for the benefit of those who joined us along the line. The first was about financial vision, then financial goals, then saving and investing 10, 10, 80. And then the fourth, don't let your money work for financial vampires. Let your money work for you. Number five was invest in the right place. Mutual funds, provident funds, pension funds. Those tier three pension. Okay. The sixth, get rich quick, slowly. And the, the funniest part, it says only thieves corrupt people, and some Ghanaian politicians get rich fast. Otherwise, get rich slowly. The, the seventh one was avoid anyone who promises you more than twice the 90-day treasury bill return rate. It should ring financial red bells or, or red flags if anyone promises you that much. The eighth, protect yourself from reverses. That means repair will. That means also life insurance, and any other thing that protects you in the case of a slip. Then the ninth one, be patient and let time, consistency of investment, good returns, and the power of compound interest work for you. The twelfth, limit the price of financial success. He says, listen, if you get rich at the expense of personal integrity, a good marriage, family life, fellowship, friendship, and eternal life, you are the one the Bible was referring to as the rich fool. And then um, twelve, Start an investment plan today. The best time was yesterday. The second best time is today. And the worst time is tomorrow. The last one, 13, have faith in God. Prof, these principles are simple. Almost too simple to believe. But from experience, readings, and learnings, I believe all 13 of them. Why are we not applying them? 
I'm asking a very honest question. No, when, yes. when truth is so evident, yes. why is this not being widely applied in our nation? First of all, let me use my case as an example. Even though I did my doctorate in international trade and finance, and the governor of Bank of Ghana once reminded me that I taught him international trade and finance in his final year, I think that he has to bring me the tight. You see, nobody ever taught me how to manage my personal finances. Even at that level, when you have gotten a doctorate in international trade and finance and teaching people, personal financial ignorance and illiteracy is so high, even among the educated, let alone. I was 46 years when I just stumbled over a small book called Common Sense. And that was just about it. So that's, first of all, ignorance. The second so you need financial literacy. That's why I've been writing. Apart from this, I've written about five books on the financial sector area. Simple, but meant how to find the money to save and invest. Christians and wealth creation. One, uh, uh, investment ideas for those in the private sector who want to go. So, because people must be financially literate. Number two has to do with discipline. People uh, are not disciplined. Like uh, you go, you are in a can, and you know the funeral comes. They want a new cloth. I mean, I knew of somebody who was a lecturer in the University of Science and Technology, he, uh, a, a doctorate. He went to his uh, village funeral, the same cloth twice. The third time he went, his uh, sisters had actually used their own money to buy cloth for him, a new one. Did they see him as a disgrace to the family? Yes, I mean, to come to a funeral twice with the same cloth. In Timan, you know. And as I said, the average Ghanaian, poor, ordinary, has more clothing than the average millionaire. So that is the second. The other is that many people, because probably of our history, are short-sighted. When I tell people, that if you invest 300 Ghana cities in 20 years, you'll be a millionaire. See, 20 years, but you look back, 20 years in your life, when did you come to Gimpa? 2000, yes. It's already 21 years. Yeah. You see? 22, actually. Yes. The short-term thinking is what happens about. And unfortunately, there had been the tendency of people when to get rich quick, and they, are, they have lost their money. And he says, no, 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 you can't trust them anymore. The question is that if anybody says that he's going to give you 50% return per month, where is he going to get it? So these are the things, but oftentimes it's the illiteracy and discipline. Let's, the, the, the words financial independence have been bandied around quite a bit. bit. What does it mean? Um, I, think, I think it would be useful to use this forum to help our, our viewers and listeners understand what it doesn't mean when they say somebody is financially independent. Actually, in my book 12 case, I talk about it. Basically, it has to do with your ability to sustain your lifestyle if you didn't have to earn income again wow. so that even forever for example 
So therefore, it is relative to your position. Let me say that if my current expenditure to sustain my lifestyle requires 10,000 Ghana cities, that means if I have an investment of 1 million, which only returns 10%, which I can get more than 10%, I would almost at 12%, I will get 120,000. Therefore, my 1 million, I can sustain my lifestyle with 110,000 a month for in perpetuity. I'm financially independent. It doesn't mean that I won't still earn money, but it means that I'm financially independent. Monkeys fight by sizes. If you're a teacher, you are earning 2,000, and you are able to live on it, it means that if you have 24,000 a year, as interest on your investment, about 360,000, you are financially independent. So it is a relative concept, but it's a wonderful concept. Is it attainable? It is attainable. By God's grace, I am financially independent because what I have invested and accumulated over time using these principles means that I will be able to get 120,000 every year without, if I didn't have to earn anything at all, thanks to Data Bank and uh, EDC, EcoBank, and it is tax free. In my case, also, I have uh, a pension of about 6,000 every month from Senate, despite uh, all that they say against Senate, at least they should continue to make sure that they pay me till I die. <laughs> So it is so it's a relative concept. And I think that the average person in Ghana who I'm sure gets three hundred uh, three thousand with a family of two will be financially independent is doable over about the next fifteen years or uh, twenty years if they saved ten percent of their income in a good investment vehicle. And it's as simple as that. So what you're saying is that don't get Intimidated by the big, the seemingly big technical words, financial independence. independence. Just no, take, no. you say monkeys play by size. Just take your income, your current income. Take 10%. And make a committed effort. A minimum of 10%. To invest a minimum of 10% of it. Yeah. If you can you go are, higher, the better. Because the higher you go, the you shorten the time. it becomes. Yes. And you are saying that if you did that, mm-hmm. don't go looking for some Ponzi scheme or some. Yes. Just yes, go to one of the good mutual funds. Data Bank is the, uh, the EDC. Now Stambik has gotten it. Uh, you know, go to the big ones where you are, you are trusted. Let me, let me use you as a benchmark for the benefit of uh, uh, Petra and other things. Yeah, yeah. So you are saying that in choosing a service provider for these services, you mentioned big, trusted. So you're saying that don't go for the new ones that emerge overnight. Yes, those go for the established ones. Go for. What do you look for personally? What do you look for in what do you look for in choosing a company to invest your money in? First of all, the parent company. It's not just you only just come. I think in Ghana they are about only nine or so that I would recommend. I think HFC has got one tested. EDC, that's Ecobank subsidy. It's a different company from that. They have got two, 
I invest in the two of them. Data Bank is the oldest and the most established one. They have the year pack, depending on if you want to go to the stock market, M fund, if you want to go to you know, treasury bills type of investment, slightly better than treasury bills, or the B fund, and they have a smaller ones there. They have Petra, Enterprise, Stambic. You know, you can count them on the hand. They are, they are known. And you go, if you have any problem, go to Securities and Exchange Commission, and they will give you the list for free. Right. So you're seeing and then, a bit uh, of due diligence yes. in the part of the And investor. they will give you also how they are performing right. for free. <laughs> so you're saying that those who lose their money have no excuse? Well, I wouldn't say yes, because... Partly so, because if somebody says he'll give you 50% per month, where is he going to get the 50% return a month that says 100% per run? All that they do, that's what we call the Ponzi scheme. They actually don't invest. They get your money and give to the another one. And since you are, other people are happy, more other people subscribe. So the day... You they don't get money. more to give to the next person, it collapses. It is not an investment. It is a pyramid. And under Ghanaian law, it's also illegal. But, the, you know, when the Bank of Ghana was saying no, people were saying that, you know, you will come and kill you if you would. Uh, we are getting our money. And then you are. And now they want the government to come and pay them. Are we inherently greedy? Oh, that is being the human human problem all over but in ghana and certain parts of africa which i don't want to talk about i think that has gone beyond the limit Why? i think that uh, first of all the bible says the heart of man is desperately corrupt and wicked above all is only god can help us deal with it through christ so our it's, it's a human nature but our environment whereby People actually get rich overnight. Their party wins elections, and before long, ordinary nunquams have three houses. Nunquams. Okay. Uh, nunquams means that nobody's. <laughs> Where did you get these terms from? Oh, you were you were born yesterday. Nunquams. You were you were born yesterday, so don't. My first as a very elderly person. Yeah, yeah. Ordinary nunquams. Yes. Overnight, have. Someone was just telling me, you know, I won't mention the district, you know, this man, he's only an assistant to somebody who won power, who is in the present government. He has about three houses. I mean, and this, when this change happens, then it gives the impression that you can get rich overnight. Nobody can get rich overnight other than the three people that I mentioned, the thieves, the corrupt, and certain politicians. Prof, you've touched on two sides of the financial gamut. You've touched on managing your expenditure. You've also touched on investing the margin or investing, investing your savings in the right place in order to become financially independent. I would like us to, in the last few minutes of this conversation, explore the possibility of additional income streams actually when you read the book and we are not going to go over it i own not i talk about how to increase your income in several ways Let's for say, example i was talking about 
somebody who is a public servant. He's a mathematician, a public servant. In the evening, he can teach to do so. Again, of course, once you, you invest, you are getting interest. If you are building a house, we, including myself, I'm guilty of it, we are overhoused. Normally, you can build a small house, two bedrooms with two bedrooms, half of it, you divide it, so two flats, you are renting half. In fact, I list about nine to ten ways which you can get income. Some of us at our age, director's fees, rent, uh, you know, still earning salary, interest on your investments, if you had invested in the company, profits, dividends, and so many other ways. And small, you know, people don't know that there are some people you don't respect. You know, you can, and probably I and you should go into it. I've talked about this for too long. I must go into it. If we can establish 200 Kelewele joints in Accra, and every joint, you will get 50 Ghana CDs profit every evening. 200. Mid times 50. But, uh, oh, so. <laughs> see, you see? So that is there. Then comes the expenditure side. I mean, when I see a young person, first thing, he, he goes and buys the car. In fact, my people call it Metoka. Motoka, he says Metoka. You see, you must control your expenditure. You must learn how to reduce even your food bill. You know, tomatoes now, for example. Uh, two weeks ago, somebody told me, you buy five cities of tomatoes, small two pieces. Today, you have a full olonga for five cities. This is the time you buy. And even if you don't have a freezer, you learn how to preserve it. You can actually make a puree and preserve it for the whole year. In fact, in my case, I just buy them a basket and put them in small pieces and just pour them into the freezer. It lasts me because I'm not uh, like uh, uh, the people like you who like salad. You know, it's me, it's a fufu or a pisie. So therefore, I take it straight. I don't need the fresh tomatoes. I never eat fresh tomatoes so much. Except when I go to a restaurant and they have put it in the salad. You come there, you didn't So there are ways... When you are driving, how much speed you go, the best savings on petrol and diesel is between 65 and 95 kilometers. But as for us, then you break, you end up 25% extra petrol. So all of them are listed. I said that, you know, a poor person, if you have a little garden, even just one, uh, two square meters, you if, you, if you plant one popo, you know, the popo, and it best, you can replace the green popo for all your uh, garden eggs. So there are big and small monkeys fight by sizes of earning income and saving. My final question I'd like to ask you, Prof, and this was said to me by the one person who made this assertion on this platform very practically was Dr. Ajekumadu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kama, 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 Kama. He's a good friend of mine. Yes, yes, I know that. That's why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned a lot from him, so... <laughs> he said the rich seem to be more interested in how to save money and increase their wealth than the poor. Than the poor. 
You see, the poor are more extravagant than the rich. Actually, let me give you a, 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 even a simpler way. The millionaires count their pennies, and the poor don't count their cities. Now, the millionaires count their pesos, but the poor don't count their cities. You know, I've been laughing at my driver sometimes. I know he will kill me for saying this. Oh, he goes there, and then he buys water, whether sachet water or bottle. And I said, but when you were coming home, you could have filled your bottle and put it in the fridge in the car. So, because you don't... But if you are a millionaire and you lose one CD, you are no longer a millionaire. Because that day after he yes. made that point on... on, 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 on yes, that's true. Yes. When we went out, it was quite a, a crowd gathered yes. to listen to this crazy man who is saying that the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. Yes, that's true. And he told me, you just watch. He opened his boot yes. and removed bread from the boot yes. and retailed it. He sold it right before my eyes, eyes. to the people in front of JFM who had gathered yes. to see him. After he sold, he showed me the money and said, I told you, yes. the rich gets richer and the, the poor gets poor. poorer. Yes. Because the poor don't value small monies. But do you know how much makes up a million? Only one million single cities. Mm. If you have... I said, don't give me a million. Just give me single CDs. Why you give me, if I, I accumulate single CDs a million, I'm a millionaire. You say if you make small money rough, big money will dodge you. <laughs> yeah. Probably what, say. what if, if, if you met a group of, just to sum up on this conversation, and I, I found it very, very fulfilling and rewarding um, having this conversation. And I'll tell you why I, 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 I pleaded with you for us to do this past two. Yeah. Because um, we are in a very challenging time in the history, not just of our nation, but yes. the world at large. I was listening to the BBC or the, 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 the news in the UK, and we're talking about the cost of living crisis. And they said this morning that for the first time, a family wagon or a family vehicle that goes to the, the filling station to buy yes. fuel will now spend a hundred pounds, which is equivalent of about 800 CDs or whatever, yes. on their fuel. And I, I said to myself, welcome to the club. But they, they were lamenting about it almost like a national crisis. Crisis, yes. And, it, and I realized, and, and the last time I was talking about this, the British police had said they would take a more lenient view of people who steal food because they must eat. <laughs> yes. So not just in Ghana, but Everywhere. the current well, cost of living. That's crisis. why people must be very careful, Ghanaians, the way we are reacting to the current crisis. In fact, probably we are the one of the better off nations, despite what we are suffering. So I thought this conversation was very important to give people beyond all the hype to sit down and put tools in the hands of people to help them navigate their way forward. So I'm going to go over the lessons from today and give you a chance. If you met in the hallway, yes. if you met at a function, at the National Theatre, yes. at any public function, a group of 12 young people will lead you and say, Prof, give us a tip to go. What will you say? After I come back from my summary. Okay. So I've been learning from you and I've chosen to give prominence to the 13 lessons so that I don't lose any of them. So my 15 big lessons from you today are about what you call needless poverty. And you start with two contradictory, seemingly contradictory scriptures. One that says that the poor 
you have with you always. And the second one from Deuteronomy that says, there shall be no poor among you. And you see, when you combine those two scriptures, God meant for us to have opportunity and to take it. But we, as human beings, have not optimized the opportunity that God gave us. Is that a good summary? Yes. Right. In fact, an improvement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second big one that you said before you went into your 13 was that the average person only has to save a hundred Ghana CDs a month, which invested in the mutual fund at 17% will, after 30 years, give you a million. And you said you, said you have constrained your teachers into a millionaire's club to do 300 because yes. if they did that, they would arrive at the And I'm going to la launch a national one because I want to mobilize many, many. I hope before I die, I have gotten not thousands on this millionaire's club. Mm. So we can probably use your platform to invite people. Why not? This is, this is the kind of conversation we like having yeah, at University. So that was the second point. And you said if they did that, they would achieve the same result in 20 years. And then you went on to your 13 lessons. And simply, one is about having a financial vision about where you want to go in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. That was point number three. Number one on your list, but I'll, 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 it will be number three on my list. The fourth one is about financial goals. Set clear financial goals for yourself, short-term, yeah, medium-term, short long-term. Then the next one is about save and invest using the 10-10-80 principle, which means 10% in your tithe, 10 percent yes, if you're a good christian 10 percent in your investment fund and then 80 percent on your expenses and as your salary increases you increase the 10 10 you come come to 20 20 40 right uh, 60. right then you went on to talk about let your money work for you don't go for the scams and right. then, or even your bankers in current accounts. Right. Don't leave your money in the current account or don't go to the financial, what you call the financial vampires. vampires. Then the next one is invest in the right place. You recommended mutual funds. That's my best. For the mutual funds and tier three pension schemes. But your preference is mutual yes. funds. Yeah. Then you went all these, to, no, no, all these three are good. Yeah. Are good. In fact, the latter two go faster because it is net of tax. Net of tax, okay. Then you go on to talk about um, get rich slowly. And the three people who get rich quickly are thieves. Thieves. Uh -huh. Corrupt yeah, people. Corrupt people. And some politicians. And some politicians, not all. Some. No, 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 no. I know some few politicians who are okay. okay. <laughs> then the other one, avoid anyone who promises you more than twice the 90-day treasury bills. For the average should be one and a half. But once average this, one and a half. When they see twice, there's red something. Flag. Red flag. Then you go on to protect yourself from sudden financial reverses. Then you, you go on to be patient and let time, consistency of investment, good returns, and the power of compound interest work for you. Yes. The next one is limit the price of financial success. And you say, listen, getting rich quick at the expense of personal integrity, good marriage, family life, fellowship, friendship, and eternal life makes you the rich fool. Yes. And uh, I've lifted them here. Yes. They, they, they are here. Yes. And this book was published for Americans originally. I saw that. And the, the currency was in dollars. And then you, yes, you, you uh, read it for Ghanaians. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Let, let, me show, let me show the book to you. Yeah. If you have this book in any bookshop, buy it with my recommendation. Challenge. 12 Keys to Financial Independence. They are a challenge bookshop. Do you have it at Book Nook? What is the book? My friend, Anadamwa, he has a fantastic book distribution network. I'll, I'll introduce you to him. He can deliver to any part of the country, and, and, and it's a great... And, uh, and you haven't told me who he is till now. Oh, sorry. He'll be we'll in trouble. We'll correct that. <laughs> right. Then, the last two, 
start an investment plan today. He says the, the best time was yesterday. The second best time is today. But the worst is tomorrow. Then the last one, have faith in God. It's a very special one. Have faith in God. Yes. And you see, when all is said and done. Because you can fall there today, we have no control of all the variables. I don't know how people survive without, without faith, faith in God. God. Prof, if you met 12 young people, yes. hungry, committed, determined, mentees of yours, maybe they don't even know you, and they said, Prof, we heard so much about you. In one minute, tell us, what must we do to become the next Stephen Adair? Oh, it's all little, all little them. Trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Be humble to study. Work hard. And once you get an income, follow my 10, 10, 80 or better as your income goes up. And I believe that this will put you in a good stead. And of course, when it comes to the finances, the 13. Trust Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Be humble, work hard, invest using the 10, 10, 80 principle, and then go back to the 13 principles and allow them to work for you. My guest for the past two weeks has been Professor Emeritus Stephen Adey, my own rector at Gimpa Business School during my executive MBA in the year 2000. I supervise you and you are telling me I didn't fail you. Oh, I got an A in my, in my thesis. And I was telling, look, I, I was telling my staff that I got 13 A's out of 15 subjects because... Was this true? My, my Gimpa was by far, I think I took my MBA more seriously than my undergrad. Because I, I loved the learning because of the experience there. And I, I loved the fact that beyond all the models we would have, you will find time to come and do a session on investment, a session on leadership. And we need to <laughs> love this myself. And let me just greet a few of my... If I leave out any, I'll be in trouble. But let me take a minute to greet some of my colleagues in the Game Pass second batch EMBA, Kobe Asma. Oh, Kobe was man. Yes. Ernest Bidiaku Sampong. Oh, yes. Ernest was good. Of course, uh, let me greet the, the, the risk, Patrick Ajikun. Let yes. me greet Grace. Or say those, there are so many of them, and the, the, the danger about leaving some out is I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, but it was a great time. You know what? Let me tell you, my best experience was teaching the masters in business, governance, and leadership and public administration because I learned more. Imagine people like Babin, Joe Wise, yourself, and the sample being your students. Yes. I mean, you, you learn more from them and their discussions and everything. Alex Bamfu was there. Alex Bamfu, yes. who became my boss as chairman of Gimba <laughs> for very, some time. Very that was a very exciting time. Yes. And I pray that the seeds that you've sown in those places yeah. will continue to grow. Prof, let me use this platform to say a big thank you to you, not just on behalf of the Springboard Ocean Foundation, but on behalf of Ghana, for all the deposits you've left in your work in the Chartered Institute of Marketing, in the National Development Planning Commission, in GRA, in Gimpa, in Pentecost University, in Ashesi, in Ghana Christian International High School, and everywhere that you've gone, the deposits you've left. Some of the things you've done, I have a feeling, will be even more celebrated by posterity than they are being done now. But on behalf of everyone, we say thank you for your time, sir. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Wow, what an experience. My name is Albert Okran, thanking you all on behalf of Team Springboard led by Comfort and our partners, MTM Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, Central University, and our media partners, the multimedia group and the graphic business. Find these lessons on social media. Let's continue this debate as we explore how to become rich and holy. 
But we'll be coming away again next week. My name is Albert Okran saying, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Hello. Dear valued customer. Hmm. Hey, Asemo. The entire customer service team is out for lunch. Please call back in four hours. What? Me nana be dia kona mama me bad service ano. Me kokra. Ah, nana. With bumps from Enterprise D, you will love the customer service experience, KK. I am available for you 24-7 on the Enterprise Advantage app, the Enterprise website, and on WhatsApp number 055-400-1924. Hello? Babs. Chat with Babs from Enterprise, your contact for insurance, pensions, funeral, and property solutions from the Enterprise Group. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> When you can be anything, who will you become? When you can go anywhere and never feel alone, how far will you go? When you have the means to make your dreams real, when will you start? When your voice can reach every ear, who will you inspire? When your money can travel faster and further than you ever could, where will you send it? When you can tell a story in every language, which ones will you tell? When nothing can stop you, and everyone's behind you, and, and the, the whole world, world awaits, awaits you. Don't go alone. Go with us. Everywhere, Everywhere you, you go. go. Aquaba, UMB is proud to offer you the best business solutions possible. We have been excelling in serving Ghana since 1972, and our sole interest is to make your business succeed. We are committed to making you to become number one in any sphere of business or enterprise you are pursuing. With our experience in growing some of the biggest SMEs in Ghana, we can support you become the business leader in Okaishi, Suami, Abusokai, or any of the SME enclaves in Ghana with our SME solutions. Our latest SME loans allows you to take a loan backed by the value of your cash flow and inventory so you can increase your trade efficiently. Speak to our business bankers or visit any of our branches now. UMB Bank, you first. Apply now for a degree at Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university. Admissions are open for the 2021-2022 academic year. Degrees are available on our campuses at Mutual, Christ Temple Abusokai, and Kumasi. You can also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call now on 0303-318-583. You can also visit our website at central.edu.gh for more info.